Blog Talk Radio. Fifty-one X spot flank across. Red left slot. Fifty-one X spot flank across. Someone right. Fifty-eight. Blue. Fifty-eight. All right, here we go. They're gonna jump right here. You know they're gonna jump. Everybody, hold your water. Green right slot. Ninety-eight handoff side on three. Ready? Balls. 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 Hey baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. I'm the quarterback. Don't stop, homie. I go to jail if I get sacked. So block for me. Eight ball in my corner pocket. It's on and popping. Got the whole club leaning with it. Yeah, buddy, you're inside picking up the blitz with Kyle Beck and Eddie Fane. You're at the place to be. You know the name of the game. We're here to make you money when you fantasy bragging right to do our thing. Call 267-521-0153 to get in on the show. Bring that blitz. You know we'll pick it up. We love it. That's how that's how we roll here. That's how we get it done. Ethan, what's going on, my man, down in the Florida what's up, Keys? What's up, KB, man? Hey, you know what? We recovered from the hurricane. We're back to business. We're out in the boat. We're fishing. We're doing our thing, but we're still watching the sports. We're still watching the spreads. We're still doing our thing because, hey, bro, when you got the picks that are right, you got the picks that are right, and that's about all I can say about that. Yeah, E-Fane, this is my man down from the Florida Keys, and he made it clear they are hands-on, not hands-out people down there. They fix it themselves down in the Florida Keys. you got to give them mad respect for that. We also got to give ourselves a lot of respect and a lot of cheer and applause because we outrated ESPN's Jameel Hill and uh, Michael What's-His-Name who you know nobody no knows cares. his name? Yeah, Michael. No one cares. We outrated them today, so we got to throw a huge shout out to the Pickham the Blitz Brigade. You know, we got to go first to our boy Columbus from Brandon. Got him. Titty two squirt. Got him. Johnny from Chicago. Who else we got? Who else am I leaving out? Uh, Devonzo, Devonzo, and then there's some kid that calls him from Boston. He likes to give me a a little uh, a little jab in the ribs every time that he can but he's also been one of the uh, one of the big callers in uh, all the all the callers the whole brigade yeah. the whole brigade yeah, he's, shout out tonight yeah that dude's definitely part of the brigade the picking up the blitz brigade hey there's a lot of stuff to get into this week it's tough to figure out where to start i'm sure we left some people out of the brigade and that means you just got to call in and let's let's get this thing solidified but definitely Definitely a good shout-out to our 450 listeners here that are holding true and making this Pick Up the Bliss movement I'm pretty sure, dude, true. I checked the numbers. Hang on a second, KB. I'm pretty sure I checked the numbers recently, and we're over – we're looking at about 1,600 listeners here. So we, we got we got, we got got a solid following right now. I mean, it, it's better than the 6 at 6, I can tell you that, between Jamel Hill and – and numb nuts that ones that tell me about sports and don't even have a pro, they don't even have a producer, they don't even have any type of program, they have nothing going for them. I'm so over them. And Jamel Hill, hey, why don't you keep your political opinions to Twitter or whatever? You're a sports analyst, so stick it to sports, sweetheart. All right, that's all there is that I got to say about that. Well, we were also reviewed by Yelp.com as being less racist than them. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and uh, because hey, what what are we all about here in picking up the blitz? Equality, 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 equality. Equality, equal opportunity for everybody. Equal opportunity for any caller that wants to call in, buddy. Hey, look, enough enough ragging on ESPN, man. You you can't beat the dead em. horse. They're they're down on the ground, and we're just continuing to punch them. And we're throwing we're throwing some hate shots too, but look, we do keep it real, and we want you guys inside the conversation with us at that number two six seven five two one zero one five three. But we also got some cop- topics that we got to cover too. Eddie, no better place. There's no better time of the year. Like both of us said, you know, the AFC and NFC championship game is, is almost better than Super Bowl Sunday because you get two games, and they're usually both competitive. What happened here? on Championship Sunday last Sunday. Well listen, first of all, let's let's just talk about where we need to where we need to start and you know where we need to start. We need to start with Tom Brady and the whole New England organization, as much as it kills me considering that we're in the same um same division, it year in and year out, this has been happening for fifteen years, sixteen years now. This guy's just 
fucking. We know. We knew. Last time you, had you and I today. both were texting each other of what was yeah. gonna happen in this game. Okay, we knew what the hell was I mean, going to happen. Tom Brady had the ball for four and a half left. It didn't matter that they were down 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter. We knew what was going to happen. This is a Jaguars defense that was completely confident, so cocky and confident. And I know you got some Jalen Ramsey sound that we played last week that we're going to have to play again because somebody has to be held accountable when you want to talk, oh, we're winning. we winning that bitch too. we winning that Super Bowl too. Well, hey, buddy, don't get ahead of yourself. I ain't got too much to because say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We're going to the Super Bowl, and we're going to win that bitch. We're going to win that bitch. Dude, Are you Jalen Ramsey? Are you Jalen Ramsey? Because it just turned out that I ain't got too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next again. week and the week after. We going to the yeah. Super Bowl and we gonna win that bitch. And then they ran into Tommy Terrific, Tommy Terrible as I call him, TB12, who did what he always does, what you and I knew he was gonna do with that time left. He's back, when we're baby. We're sending texts to each other. When we're sending texts to each other, saying, "Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes," and sure enough. Little Danny Amanola makes one of the greatest grabs you're going to see to put that other foot down. I mean, the thing is, you're looking at this guy that did last year's Super Bowl with no Gronk. This year's uh, AFC Championship, no Gronk. No Edelman all season. Uh, Your boy Dorsett, who you thought was going to be a big trade, uh, a 33-yarder on a flea fleeker. I'm not sure if that was the exact play. These guys are running trick plays. They're running everything. There is absolute turmoil between Belichick and Brady, you can you can just tell it in his in his in his uh, post game interview where he talks about well hey yeah he played great you know he's a very tough guy and uh, but it's not like it was open heart surgery. Listen, the Patriots organization, as much as it painfully kills me to say, this is one of the greatest freaking franchises that we have ever seen because they just know how to win. And you got to give Jacksonville a ton of credit, a bunch of young kids on defense. But when they knew that they were done, they knew that they were done. There was there was no stopping them. And and Miles Jack went out. Uh, there was there was a whole lot of factors to that game, man. But when it all stems down to what it all comes down to, TB12 and uh, Patriots fans. I, I mean, it, it just I feel so envious of you guys because you get to see this year in and year out. And we thought maybe Tom Coughlin would have the remedy, and he did. He called. Tom Coughlin obviously isn't the offensive coordinator. He is not the coach, but he does have the presence, and he definitely was in the room, and they definitely watched every bit of film from the Patriots uh, the whole season. And they called a game to Blake Bortles' liking. They called a game where they knew that the Patriots were going to be dead set on stopping Leonard Fournette, which they essentially did. He got a touchdown, I don't know, maybe 70 yards, 60 yards. I, I can't really tell you the exact stats. We don't have a producer tonight to go ahead and check the stats. He's uh, MIA once again, stuck in a rotating door. But the thing is, Blake Bortles played well. Blake Bortles is crying at the end of the game because he knows that he probably is never going to ever, ever be in that position again. Well, let me throw this your way, Eddie. Before you continue on, let me throw this your way, man. Look, they still had quite a collapse. But, look, there's a difference in between the Atlanta Super Bowl collapse against the New England Patriots that happened last year between the Jaguars collapsing the AFC Championship that happened this year, I think well, let's call it, but that it would be that it would be a much bigger deal had Atlanta not collapsed against them last year. This would this would be a major factor. I mean, Jacksonville Jacksonville laid down in in the last ten minutes of the fourth quarter of this game. They laid down. They laid down. And we would be we would be speculating a lot more and not congratulating their good season had Atlanta not collapsed in the worst fashion in history of Super Bowls or playoff games in that fashion. You gotta agree. KB KB, if you have two timeouts in the second quarter with fifty five seconds left, do you take a knee? How much faith does that show in your quarterback? You cannot do that against the Patriots. You cannot do that. You have to have some cojones. You have to well, have some The reason why you can't do that, The reason why you can't do that is because they're not going to do that to you. I'm siding, Eddie, I'm siding with you. 
they're not going to take two knees against you. You know what it I'm saying? It just didn't make much sense to me. That, that, or it does make sense because they have that little faith in Blake Bortles. But the thing is, is that you have to try to get in a field goal range and get as many points against these guys in Foxborough when you have, in the first half, a pretty, a pretty commanding uh, stronghold of the game. Like, i I, I got to give Jackson those play calling. They were just designing it perfectly for Blake Bortles. They were running the screen. They were running, and he was playing a hell of a game. We got to give Blake Bortles credit. He was playing a hell of a game, man. He was sitting there. He was patient. He was waiting. He was looking at the Patriots, rushing them in the face, and he would dump it off to the tight end, old Squawksby, old Skobali, old Sherry, an Irish guy. I don't even know who the hell he is. But he would get and he would get that first down. They dump it off to a fullback after uh, it's, it's little three yard passes for Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles also had Alan Hearns involved in the game. He was doing the right things. They did everything right, and in the end, KB, it does not matter. Tom Brady is going to need an extra finger added to his hand when it's all said and done. I mean, we're going to get into Super Bowl talk a little bit later on the show, maybe even in the next week. But what it, what this is, is just typical Patriot football. And I'm so damn envious of these fans over there in New England because they know it's coming. They know what's coming, whereas I have to suffer, and I know what's coming when we're going to lose the game because we have nobody that we can put the faith in. And they got this 41-year-old guy out there who just says, nah, no, don't worry about it. No, no, calm down, calm down, calm down. This is 10 points. is fine. We've been down worse than this. Watch what I'm going to do. And what well, did he hold do? Your horses the way that there, we knew he man. was going to do it. Won the game. Hold your horses, he's saying, because uh, not only do I disagree – uh, and not entirely what you're talking about, because Jacksonville did some things right, but they also did a lot of things wrong player and coaching-wise. There's much to be broken down in the game. I don't know how much our listeners want to get into all of that. We will find out here with the first caller of the night, where you call from, and what kind of blitz you bringing. You bringing that zone blitz, or you bringing that man-to-man? I'm bringing a blitz from three different directions. It's Brandon from oh, Columbus. Shit. Got him. I'm, I'm calling. Oh, I'm calling on behalf. I'm calling on my own account, and calling on behalf of two friends of mine who are listening. All of us been with the Giants since childhood. We are real interested in your analysis of the hiring of Pat Shermer as head coach. We're very, very curious to see what you think about that. All right. Well, I'll take the lead on this one because I'm sure Fain at this point in the season yeah, with the Super Bowl looming does not have much interest in that, but we do have a good following of Giants fans. I like that. That's where my heart resides, but I try to remain at my best moments, not biased. Listen, Pat Shermer is Dave Gettleman's guy. He picked him. He denied a lot of good coordinators that were interviewed, and maybe he got denied by him. What I think with Pat Shermer is you know exactly what you're getting with the guy. You know exactly what you're getting with the guy. If this is not a guess like McAdoo was, you know what he's bringing to the table. And you know that he didn't have a fair shake at his last head coaching opportunity in Cleveland. I think the guy brings a lot to the table, not an incredible amount, but he also has kind of a mantra to him that you got to like. He's got a lot better look than McAdoo. But E. Fane can stand by me and, and please respond to this, E. Fane, that anybody's going to have a better look standing next to Ben McAdoo. Well, listen, McAdoo was was your typical clown. Um, I, I really, I really couldn't tell you much about his coaching strategies. I really couldn't tell you much about what what his plan was. I, he knew he was getting fired before he got fired, and just his just the aura of McAdoo just stunk. But there's a, there's a, there's so many different things to get into with the Giants. That's a, that's a forty five minute talk, man. To be honest with you, and and, is, and is then the, you get to the is, question: of What are you going to do with Odell? Do you keep Darqua as your running back? Uh, is, is that the guy you really want to build around? Eli is coming to the end of his career. Is the third-string kid really going to be something? Because we all know Geno Smith is not going to be something. There's so much stuff to do with the Giants. I don't know that much about the guy's hiring. I don't know that much about the guy's background. Um, are you guys excited about it? I, I mean, literally, like, give me the, give me the definitive answer. Then, is it either a yes or a no. Or is it just is a, there, yeah, just another is there guy? Any way, is there any way the, are there any ways in which the Vikings are uh, similar? I mean, obviously not in the record, but 
Are, are there any way that is there any way that those two teams are in a similar situation that that uh, Shermer could profit from? Well, yeah, there's exactly one situation, which is the entire offense. You don't really have anybody at running back with Dalvin Cook out, and you got some star wide receivers, and you have questions at the quarterback position. That screams New York Giants football right now. That screams New York Giants football right now. Sterling Shepard is Adam Thielen. Odell Beckham is Stephon Diggs. Dalvin Cook is the running back that the Giants don't have right now. And Case Keenum played pretty equivalently well to Eli Manning's status. And they went pretty far. They collapsed at the end, so there's questions about that. But, Eddie, you cannot deny that there's similarities among both these offenses and the potential it's success to go along with that. No, it's a different organization. You guys won cold two weather Bowls football in the last teams 10 years. Up in the north. Listen, I understand that, Beck, but you have had a superstar quarterback because he is a superstar quarterback. Whether you like to admit it or not, oh, you'll star. obviously admit it. He's a whether, star quarterback. He's whether, not a whether, superstar. No, he's, a, he's a two-time Super Bowl winner. And he remains a star. See, that's the, that's the complication that arises here with Shermer coming in there, and that's where people like Eddie won't understand the similarities of the situation. Is that Eli's play has been questionable? The only thing about Eli that has been unquestionable has been his availability. But the fact that they went ahead. Uh, we all agree. We all agree on that. That's that's a that's a that's a great point. That's this an important is point. a topic that could go for days. Now, Columbus, while we have you on the line, <laughs> let me get. No, we're not. We're not going to do Giants radio. We're not going to do this. I, Columbus, always you're the best caller. You are one of the most loyal Blitz Brigaders. That's absolutely true, Columbus. Let me get your thoughts on what you saw on essentially a day that is better than the Super Bowl in a lot of people's eyes. On the NFC and AFC Championship games, what did you see? What did you like? What do you think? Well, insofar as the Vikings are concerned, I, I saw a situation that uh, I've seen all too often uh, with uh, the what guys happened there? in the past. Well, what well, I saw what I saw something that was opposite. But I thought, hold on, Eddie, thought, hold on, Eddie, because I saw something that was opposite from what the Giants have seen in the past. Because what the Giants have seen in the recent past is they had a quarterback get benched for a bad level of play, just like Case Keenum should have been benched in that game. He could get nothing going, and we all know Sam Bradford is the more capable quarterback. He should have been implemented in that oh, game. Geez. Ben McAdoo, oh, Ben McAdoo wasn't scared. Ben McAdoo wasn't scared to risk his job, which he knew he already losing, to bench Eli Manning. Nick Saban wasn't scared to put, uh, what's his name? The uh, I'm, I'm losing it, Fane. Um, Jalen Hurts wasn't scared to put Jalen Hurts on the bench to help him win the national That's championship. All, During that going, game, he, Case Keenum again. had Case Keenum had no momentum going. He needed to bench Keenum in that game. They started the game with a freaking drive right down the field in about a 30 And then they went, they went the rest of the points in the game unanswered. But unanswered. That's, Philly. that's playing in Philly versus a phenomenal defense. Let's not forget that the Eagles are a very good, a very, very good team. Yes, they are. They are a very good team, and they probably game plan for Case Keenum. So what do you do? You put Bradford in there who's more capable. It makes sense, and you know it. How is he more capable? He's the most injury-prone, goofiest-looking quarterback I've ever seen play in the National Football League. Was he injured at the time? Was he injured at the time? KB, 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 if you were playing flag football, if you were in a flag football tournament championship game, and Sam Bradford was the quarterback on the opposite team, and you touched his thigh too hard because you were going for a freaking to pull a flag, then then that guy's going out for the rest of the game. He's going to get iced up, and that's what it is. Well, then you get your boy, Case Keenum. Then you get your boy Case Keenum back. So what's the problem? You know Sam Bradford. No, 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 no. You know Eddie Bradford is the number one pick, the number one pick in the draft, and he got paid a bunch of guaranteed money, and he's been injury prone. 
So everybody holds something against him. But to, why? To, who, he, Teddy Bridgewater? Just, just like I kept – hey, for, for example, you remember last season? You remember last season when I kept telling you that they should have put Tony Romo in to start the playoffs for the Dallas Cowboys? You remember that? And they lost? I do. With, I, I remember with that. Dak? I told you. I said they need to play Romo. Romo's been there, and they can blame the loss on Romo. If Dak Which loses a playoff game, he's another, he's another Dallas Cowboy playoff losing quarterback. And also, then you have an inexperienced guy at quarterback, uh, a head case at wide receiver, and a rookie running back. You're not going to win. Play Romo. He knows the entire offense. He knows what he's doing. Sam Bradford is the better quarterback than Case Keenum. He, they were handcuffed. They were handcuffed into starting Case Keenum because of the miracle throw and the miracle wins that led up to the miracle throw to Stephon Diggs against New which Orleans. Also, which also deflated them as a team. I mean, let's, let's call it what it is. They came out strong. They put up that first touchdown, but they, it was over. Once you do that, you do something that big, it takes that much emphasis on your team, and then you're trying to focus on the next game, get the hell out of here. It's not that easy. You know this. Anyone that's played any sport, whether it be peewee football, peewee baseball, understands that a big win to send you to the next round of the playoffs, a win like that, a walk-off win, and you're going to be a little bit next But it's not just the walk-off win, Eddie. It's not just the walk-off win as we put off our commercial break because this conversation is too heated to abandon. It's not just a walk-off win. It's that Case Keenum made that walk-off win in a dome stadium, in his home stadium. He had to go into the elements of Philadelphia in open air in that adverse environment and try and play the same game. And he didn't have a chance because he's a little dude. He's a little dude, and he can't handle the elements, and he couldn't handle the Philly crowd, and he couldn't handle the Philadelphia environment. He should have been benched, and it was more rightful to bench. It's more rightful. It's more correct to bench Keenum in that game than it was to bench Eli Manning back in the day because you have to realize when you're getting punched and you're not responding anymore. Hence, why they okay, called okay, okay, why okay, they okay, called okay, the Conor McGregor fight against Floyd Mayweather. You have to realize when somebody's getting beat down so bad, they're not going to come back. You told me that Conor McGregor was going to win that. Specifically said that on the air. If we had our damn producer, you're talking Eddie. Bring Eddie, back the audio. You're realizing you're realizing that you're wrong in this argument. So you're going to a pre-fight disposition that I put out for our listeners, no, no, no. and I'll admit listen, to listen, being back, wrong. Back, 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 I'll admit back, back. to being wrong. But I'll never be I'll never be wrong on the breakdown of the fight. Fact. Let me tell you something right now. Or let me just ask you something. If you're the Minnesota Vikings, okay, and you have a serious situation on your hands because Case Keenum really proved himself worthy to be a starting quarterback in this league. He absolutely did throughout this season. He had game after game where he showed so much potential. I hope you still have Columbus on the line. Columbus, feel free to weigh in at any time if you're still here. But I was just I, I was just going to say that the perspective that I was talking about was uh, back to the 1960s, and that's 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 typical ah. of my generation. So I've I've learned I've learned Down I've learned a lot. Way, I've learned a lot from listening to y'all. But but what I'm asking you, then I'll ask the both of you this question. Yeah, as the Minnesota Vikings, we watched the debacle. All right, so we sit there on we sit there on, on on freaking one of the best Sundays of the year, one of the best Sundays of the year, and we watched the first game. We go, damn man, that was a great game. And then we go, all right, now we're expecting a really good game coming up next. This is going to be phenomenal. And you just watch as this thing just turns into the Garrett Blunt. And the Philly defense, it was the pick six that Case came through that just sparked it. The Philly fans are absolutely ridiculously brutal. Any Philly fans out there calling the show at any time, 267-521-0153. I would love to hear your reaction because you guys are a bunch of freaking lunatics, savages. Yeah, I, I would too. I, I, would, I would love to hear but Philadelphia fans. The question call. I have for you too. Yeah, and I'll the question I have zero time of day on this show producing the show tonight. I they they right. treat people like shit and I'll fucking uh, well I excuse my language. Watch the language. All I'm gonna. We ask got another caller on the line. Stop! 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 
Let's bring him on. He's got a blitz. He's got a blitz. Let's go to the blitz. Hey, Mom. Hello? Yeah, you're on the live air, brah. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's Brian uh, from Northern Virginia. <laughs> Love the show. I try to call in what's up, uh, Brian? every weekend. Hey, yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, keep up the great work. Uh, thanks a lot. And, uh, yeah, you got All a lot right, of fans li- out there. Keep listening. That Brian from Northern Virginia is one that we forgot to include in the Blitz Brigade. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely sign me up. <laughs> yeah, we For we sure. forgot to no, we forgot to include you on the shout outs. You know, you're 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 a large part of the show and contribute to our numbers. We appreciate that. We're going to keep moving forward and to pick up the Blitz movement. Never going to stop. Mm-hmm. Always growing, and everybody's always listening. That's what we do most here because people want money. They want bragging rights. And then most of all, at the very least, you're going to get some water cooler talk, my friend. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that's what I tune in for. All right. Week. Hey, so, uh, hey we got another work. Yeah, we got another call on the line. We're going to hop to them. Thanks for bringing the Blitz. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being a part of the Blitz Brigade. Let's hop over to this most other definitely. caller. All right. Who we got? You know who you got. Hey. You got the picking up the Blitz crew. Oh, yeah, I thought that was you, man. Yeah, we got one. You there? Call it. Yeah, hi. This is Barbara. Hey, hi, Barbara. How's it going? Thanks for bringing the Blitz to the Picking Up the Blitz crew. Well, you know what? I'm kind of tired of people picking on Tom Brady. I'm a Giants fan. I'm tired of it. He doesn't yeah, I'm kind of. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, he doesn't cheat. Uh, the, um, the refs didn't cheat. Uh, they don't cheat. What, what's the big? I don't understand what the big deal is. Stop. Yeah, people have, seem to have a problem with greatness. They seem to have a problem with greatness. And but, uh, what was your name again? Sorry. Barbara. Barbara, I'm a, I happen to also be a Giants fan. So do you happen to think that our bias of us being able to handle the Patriots in two Super Bowls leads you to some sympathy for Tom Brady? No, let me ask you a question. Who beat New England? The Giants did. Stop. Stop hating New England. They're 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 just a great team. They have a great coach. So stop. Come back to me. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, listen, Barbara. Barbara, if I if I if I could, if I could, if I could, if I could, if I could. The reason that I think that a lot of people hate the Tom Brady thing is because all the speculation about what happened with the refs, this, that, and the other, the refs celebrating with them, it gets a little, it gets a little bit old. And we thought that Tom Coughlin had figured out the system. He had figured out the way to beat Belichick, and they were showing Tom Coughlin up in the, up in the booth, and here's Tom, and he's developed a perfect game plan. He ran a perfect game plan for three quarters, except for that 55-second kneel, which was Doug Marone's call, or uh, I can't. I, Doug Marone. I don't know if that's even that Jacksonville uh, Jaguars coach. Who's uh, who's the coach for Jacksonville? I don't even know. I'll, I'll no, you're correct. Right I'm just saying. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that this this is what we are watching is what we all knew we were going to saw, what we all knew we were going to see. Now I bet the seven. I, I bet the seven points. But what I'm going to tell you right now is that this was something spectacular that Jacksonville did. They almost had him. They almost had him. But guess how many other people have almost had the Jaguars or the Patriots? A lot. And it doesn't matter in the long run. But guess who has had them? The Giants fans. Just like my girl here on the line. She knows we got them. And she knows that even if they're cheating, the Patriots are beatable. And that's why the Eagles aren't going to be scared going into this game. Because they know the NFC East has beaten this team two times in the last 10 years. Or or last 15 years. Wherever the time frame works out was. So she has a point, for sure. But uh, uh, I do have to ask him, why are you so worried about people hating on Tom Brady? I, I, I just have a problem because, you know what, you all, I don't mean you, but they all love winners. You know what? He he can win. Gronkowski came out the second half, and they won. So all those haters shut up. Yeah, no Amendola, no Gronkowski, and he still won 
down down how many points with ten minutes left? The over two over two scores, two scores, and he got her done. He he's relentless. He really has given if you if you watch his documentary that he's done, he's given up everything for football. Everything. And by everything I mean, he he had uh, he. Bro, he, if you're gonna watch that documentary, dude, then I'm not gonna be friends with you anymore. And I saw the commercial for that stupid freaking thing, Tom versus Time, or whatever the hell it's called, dude. If you watch that documentary and you're not like a diehard Pats fan that has like Tom, like a twenty, uh, like a twenty-nine to you know thirty-eight year old man that has a Tom Brady poster hanging in his freaking room, ah, uh, dude. If those are the only guys that are gonna watch that, if you dude. think I'm gonna watch Tom versus Time, then you're fu- you're out of your mind, bro. Because this dude. that. This is pushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go eat a bunch of avocados. Have yourself work your thighs, bro. I don't care. Eventually, you're going to take a hit that's going to send you into retirement, and it's going to all come to an end. That or it's all going to come to a screeching halt when this whole organization splits up based on the Belichick-Brady beef. And that is There is fact. no Brady-Belichick beef anymore, as long as they win. Go ahead, Colin. You know what, Ed? You, you know what, Ed? You're a smell because I'm going to tell you something. What was the what was the score at halftime last year at the uh, Super Bowl? They were losing twenty something to three. Who won the Super Bowl last year? So stop your whining and complaining. Tom Brady's the man. So shut up. I, I, I'm tired of you guys whining and complaining <laughs> because I'll tell you what. Am I not right? He's the man. They came back 20, 25 and three. Yeah, you so, are right, listen, and it's a great call. That's a great call. I, was, no, listen, I listen, love listen, it. Listen, Barbara from uh, I don't know. I'm assuming New Jersey. I don't know, but apparently maybe New England. Who the hell knows? With this, this caller seems to freaking uh, be the Tom Brady advocate of the year. All I'm telling you is that listen. Here's what it is. I. I'm giving this guy credit, okay? I'm giving him the credit because we knew what was going to happen at the end of the game. I'm just saying there are so many other factors that go into this that it is ridiculous. And this guy thinking that he's going to keep playing for the next 10 years, that's not going to happen. And New England's basketball with the Garoppolo trade. Hey, bro, I, I, we probably have to take a commercial break at some point, but man. Yeah, 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 we do. We do. But, but before we do before we do that, Eddie, like there's been the cheating scandals. There's been the Tom Brady get lucky scandals and everything like that. But there's got to be a certain point where even <laughs> you, the biggest hater in the world, has to admit that – you you can't be that lucky all the time. Being good has to be part of it. Like you, it's not possible to get that many breaks without being that good. They are so well prepared with every situation that happens that when things crumble in a weird way, everybody thinks it sides to the Patriots. But in reality. In reality, it's just because they've practiced things, they've done things, they have a great quarterback, and they know how to handle adverse situations. So when the cookie crumbles, it's going to crumble their way because they're more prepared for these situations. There's very few times when it doesn't crumble their way. I understand that, but it's also still very realistic and understandable why it's turned their way so many times. It really is. If you think about it with the unbiased mind, it 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 really is. Dude, dude has a great quarterback. Bill Belichick has a great quarterback. They have a great system. They always have good coordinators. You're right. Well, they do have some terminal, on, turmoil on, right on. now. All the coordinators are gone. The system's about to crumble. Let me ask Barbara from uh, wherever she's from here, this caller. Uh, what is it that you're so you're loving Tom Brady right now? But what is the reason that you're that you're that you're really into this guy right now? Are we are we are we witnessing in our lifetime right now the greatest of all time, the goat? Well, I happen to believe because he's Benjamin Button. He's anti-aging. He looks younger than he did ten years ago. We'll see what the caller has to say. What you got, Barbara? Well, you know what? I'm on your side. I I just think Tom Brady. He's 40 years old. He's the oldest quarterback uh, to play a, a Super Bowl team. He can pull things out of his hat. 
he lost Gronkowski. He lost uh, what's his name? Edelman. I'm, I'm sorry, Edelman. Edelman. He, you know what? They they're so they have so many uh, players. They're so deep. And you know what? I'm just tired of people complaining. And um, the coach is the greatest coach. Or defense coach is the best. So why is everybody crying in their beers? Shut up. They're the best team. Uh, Tom Brady, aside from Eli, is the best quarterback because, you know, Eli did beat him. Twice. 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 Beat him twice. And that's a great call, Barbara. But we do have some sponsors we got to take care of. You know, we might even have to we might even have to cut up some of that audio for some for some drops audio drops on the show. Barbara was so great. She's definitely part of the picket of the blitz brigade immediately. Yeah. Hey, listen. I, you know I love you. You know what? Go Giants. Go Giants. I love it. Pat Shermer's the new head coach, and we got a bunch of other stuff, NBA, NFL, all kinds of things to talk about on the other side of the break. Thank you for the call, Barbara. This is KB from Pick'em to the Blitz with KB and E-Fane. fane and I pick up a lot of our NBA material for PrimeCombine.com. It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. If you're tired of scrolling through your news feed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you got to go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. Picking up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the Premier Ford dealership. Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings too. And no need to drink and drive to get there, our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. You make sure you call Raj from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook, too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi wild dogs got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor, and you'll know what KB and e are talking about with their bold wild dog picks of the week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz. Hey, what up? You're back inside picking up the blitz with Kyle Beck, Eddie Fane, our producer, Mad Money Mike. He's not here tonight, making my job a lot harder. You always got to love a brother for something like that. Thanks, Mad Money Mike. You really rock, dude. Love you. Thanks, buddy. Uh, hope you get out of that elevator soon. NBA basketball, boys. All right. Let's talk some NBA basketball. Let's talk some Kevin Love getting. Let's talk some Kevin Love getting the blame. Let's talk the Celtics losing streak. Let's talk the Cleveland losing streak. Let's talk the Miami Heat are going to get Kawhi Leonard. Let's talk everything you want to talk about. Two six seven five two one zero one five three to call the show. If you want to get in on this NBA talk and pick it up the Blitz. This is the Picking Up the Blitz Brigade carrying on. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Where are we starting, anything? Listen, buddy. Listen, buddy. Here's what we got to talk about first off. Is the NBA All-Star the fact that they get to pick the team and we don't get to see this go down live as an hour special on ESPN pisses me off more than anything? Because if we had the opportunity to have an hour special to watch Steph Curry sit in one podium and LeBron sit in another podium and have the candidate. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Why Steph and LeBron? Why not Kyrie and LeBron? That's clearly the bigger controversy right now. Because they were voted captains. Look at the turmoil. Look at the turmoil. They were voted voted captains. 
Dude, I'm, I'm, oh, so they're I the team. They're the, they're both the team pickers. Yeah, they're the team pickers. They were voted. They were voted the most valuable or whatever the hell they were. Okay, I'm game. But I'm you're game. Gonna My tell bad. Me that team, listen, stop. Just just knock it off for a second, would you please, Beck? Just knock it off for two seconds. I'm trying to I'm trying to give me a, a, a hot take, a good point. All right, all right, uh, all right. Any, fireball. Anything, Mario, fireball right in your face, dude. All right, Eddie Fade's uninterrupted monologue starts right now. Bang! Start it up, dude. You should probably play some I'm back, maybe, with my monologue because that's how I roll. Sober days, who the hell knows? Either way, all I'm saying is you had to watch uh, a Houston versus Miami game with Miami playing these scrubs that you don't know, you're going to turn that thing off for the next episode of Modern Family. Trust me, America's going to do it. They don't want to watch that game in January. No one does. Wow, James Harden, you, you pulled a step back three. Congratulations. We've seen you do it a hundred times. Shave your beard, you goofball. You look like a pedophile. What I would pay to see is LeBron on one side, Jeff on the other, and a freaking... Like like literally like a like a like a middle school assembly, fold out chairs, no tables, no nothing, and everybody going. Yeah, I got him. 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 I got it. All right, I'll take him. And to be the last man standing on that All Star roster would be the most degrading yet hilarious thing the ESPN could play. Because hey, ESPN is dying in the ratings. You're dying in the ratings, ESPN. You wanted to do something that would actually get you some freaking people watching? You want to see some people watching? We'd watch that. And I guarantee, I guarantee the Blitz Brigade would watch that. Trust me. I want to thank Barbara for the call also, by the way. Hell of a call, Barbara. She's, I don't know if she's a Tom Brady fan or she's more of a Giants fan, but, hey, she does her thing. But what I'm telling you is, dude, let's make that happen. Also, KB, thoughts on Kawhi Leonard's situation in San Antonio where he wants out. Miami wants him in. Do we have the assets, what, you think, down here? What's ahead, very intriguing about this situation is that we all believe that Kawhi Leonard was the perfect fit for San Antonio, Greg Popovich, and the Spurs. He was a quiet guy. He just came, did his job. He still drives a, a, a Chevy Tahoe from 1992. He did he, not still he, drive that Tahoe. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like a perfect fit for the situation. We're going to break that down, but you know, it's a college-driven show, so we gotta we got to pick up another blitz here. And thank you for bringing the oh, blitz yeah, the and blitz interrupting our topic here. What do we got going on? What zone are you bringing the blitz from? Ah, turn your TV down. You're on the live air here. You bringing a blitz? What are you doing? That qualifies as the worst blitz that's ever been brought. Dude, that was the worst. I mean, I mean, we've had some bad ones where they just yell at me and they just berate me for a little while. But, uh, yeah, that was I've gotten, I've gotten busted up for missing some picks here and there, um, but... I mean, I'm right so much more than I'm wrong. So uh, anyway, back to back to back to Kawhi. Back to Kawhi. Uh, The dude just seems like he fits in San Antonio, and now all of a sudden he does it because of a rehab situation. And you seem to think so. It's going to start this whole path of uh, of what's happening in the NBA before the trade deadline. So Kawhi doesn't seem to fit in San Antonio. Kevin Love doesn't seem to fit in Cleveland. Tell me why, Thane. Well, Kawhi Leonard is uh, apparently with the medical doctors and the way that they're trying to force him back into it is the situation from everything that I've gathered. And uh, from my source, um, Kevin uh, McAlters uh, from Miami who works with the team, uh, apparently there is – very much interest in trading away pieces such as Josh Richardson and such as Bam Adebayo. Um, 
maybe a Kelly Olynyk, who I first I thought was trash, but has been putting up good numbers. There are three wait, pieces. Wait, wait, wait. So what's the and, market for these guys? I mean, oh, before we start speculating, you're wasting our listeners' time speculating on this. There's no market for any Miami player right now. There is zero market for any Miami player right now. Any Miami wrong. player on the Josh heat Richardson, right now, Josh Richardson. no market. Josh no market. So well. Nope, no market. Just listen to my insider, man. Listen, this is just what I'm hearing, okay? I'm going to go ahead and broadcast what the hell I've been hearing, bro. This is what I've been hearing. So there are interests with San Antonio for younger players, okay? Kelly Olynyk with $55 million. That's probably not going to happen. Josh Richardson has not signed a big deal. See, just knock it off for two seconds, please. Would you please just knock it off for two seconds? Josh Richardson is an up-and-coming star. Tyler Johnson, not so much. We've paid him too much. That's what it is. Goran Dragic. At maybe 30, maybe 31, I don't know his exact age, he is worth something. Now, you go ahead and get these guys shipped out to bring in a big, a big name like Kawhi Leonard to Miami where we need the big names. We need to freaking sell some tickets because you watch a Miami Heat home game, it's not happening. No one's taking a Hassan Whiteside because of the contract situation. They're not going to pay that money for him. But there is a lot of speculation there. But... I, at the same time, this is just me being a Heat fan, and that's that's probably a rant that lasted too long. Let's talk some other stuff. It's just you uh, being a Heat fan. There is zero, 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 have I said it enough times, chance of Kawhi Leonard going to the Heat. You're you out of your damn mind. Yeah, and I missed it by I missed it. I missed it by one player. It ended up being Kyrie, and it was LeBron. So how wrong was I really? And who's the better team right now, Ethan, after that change happened? You'd almost rather have Kyrie. LeBron LeBron is doing nothing but causing turmoil right now and not fixing any of it. He's causing some of it, not all of it, and not fixing any of it. Do you feel me on that? Causing I can feel you. I can feel you on one thing right now. I can feel you on one thing right now. And here's where we're gonna we're gonna have a little issue. Not really an issue. I'm probably gonna agree with you. Your poor boy Isaiah Thomas, who's such a he's such a baller, dude. This guy plays so hard. He's so good, and he's on this Cleveland team where he doesn't really fit in. Hasn't found his role yet. It's only been a couple weeks. Cleveland's been on this terrible losing streak. But Isaiah Thomas wants to call out Kevin Love. Isaiah, you're five foot six, bro. Okay. Yeah, you were a star in Boston. You were a star in the working man's city. You were a star for the working man's team. Yeah. Well, let I me, let, Eddie, that. let me know when I can go with the brass tacks of the situation. You just let me know, all right? Yeah, just give me about another 16 seconds. Isaiah Thomas to reach out in that meeting and call out Kevin Love and Kevin Love to be so soft. And listen, man. If this sounds racist, stop me. But the one white guy besides, uh, what's his name, Kyle Corver, who isn't even really white, looks like a basically he came from a different planet. I mean, the guy's a weird-looking dude. I wouldn't even call him white. I feel like this is a bunch of dudes that are just really brothers. They're not not brothers in that sense, but they're like, you know, they're, they bond, and Kevin loves the outcast. So who do you go at? You go at the quiet guy and the outcast. And Isaiah Thomas, though, bro, you weren't there for the championship. You weren't there for any of the losing championships. You were not there for this. You do not have the qualifications. Call out Kevin Love. And I'm not saying that I hate Kevin Love. I hate that guy. I think he is a scrub. And I think he's a pretty good player, but, but I think he's a scrub, and I think he's a weak-ass person as a personality. So I'll go ahead and let you take the mic here, let you take this over. But I think it's pretty crazy that the Cleveland Cavaliers are all of a sudden going to jump out Kevin Love's throat because they're because LeBron isn't producing the way that he wants to. Okay, well, Kevin Love, uh, Kevin Love, I, I, I'm not a fan at all, not at all. But Isaiah Thomas, they were single-handedly the reason that uh, that they were going to be so terrible uh, in the future, and then they won the championship. Yeah, but also Isaiah Thomas doesn't have the medals on his chest to come in there and call dude out like that. Exactly. What the what the what the what the problem is analytically, Eddie, that a lot of people won't understand 
is that Isaiah Thomas is in the 98th percentile in protective instincts. I'm just kidding about that. He's in the 98th percentile in the pick and roll progression. He needs somebody that can set a pick. Kevin Love is not a true five. He's a shooting four. It's not going to work. They both have better numbers when they're not on the floor together because Kevin Love can't set a pick. He can fake a pick and then roll to the basket, but nobody is ever going to buy into that analytically defensive-wise in the NBA until you set the pick and you start having guys run into brick walls. That's how it works in the NBA. Kevin Love can't do that. Tristan Thompson's too slow. Tyron Lue is not a good enough coach. So all of a sudden, Isaiah Thomas isn't quite the weapon because he can't always create his own shot. He relies off the pick-and-roll offense that Kevin Love is not capable, or anybody if he was capable, he doesn't look like he wants to to set up Isaiah Thomas and be the pick-and-roll guy. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that. He wants to be the stretch four, and he's playing the five. Hold on, Faye. He... That's the deal, and that's what's hindering the Cavaliers is these guys, when Isaiah Thomas and Kevin Love are on the floor together, they are not a good team. When one of them's on the floor and one of them's not, they play a little bit better, but they also have other problems. They also have other problems. Do you not think that maybe there's a a period where they need to gel uh, a couple months of playing together because – Let's say you go to the Y, you play a pickup game. You don't have that luxury. You understand who has the ins and outs until you play with them for a little bit. You don't have that luxury. You don't have that luxury with LeBron James' expectations being on your team. You don't have that luxury. I'm sorry. He's vocal. He's loud. He needs to figure it out. Now, why is he letting the smallest dude on his team, the littlest dude on his team that – has been there for the least amount of time, call out a dude that he relied on for a national championship and is letting this dude, this little, little, little dude, walk LeBron all over. LeBron yeah. Kevin Love, even though he, he, he made the, the, whole, the, whole, the whole spiel to get Kevin Love there because he knew the talent. He doesn't like him. Hey, hey check out LeBron's Instagram pics. Check out LeBron's freaking uh, before-the-game pics. It's all him and his boys. And Kevin Love is never in a single one of them because he could give two dams left. If Kevin Love goes off for 48, LeBron says, damn, it should have been you, Jr. I, I, I'm just telling you what it is, man. And this, this See, I think you're getting a little too – I think you're getting a little – yeah, yeah. Just, you're, you're trending in that direction, and I don't but like I'm that. Not telling you but I get what like you're saying Kevin where he could be the fall guy. Wait, clarify that statement because I – Clarify that statement because I drowned you out. All right. Well, I'm telling you, I'm not standing up for Kevin Love because I don't believe in Kevin Love. I think that Kevin Love has gotten older. I think Kevin Love has gotten slower. I think Kevin Love has a limited role. I think Kevin Love was phenomenal with the Minnesota Timberwolves because he was the only guy that could get 22, 10, and 8 a night. All right? Now, with that being said, Kevin Love has won a championship with LeBron. LeBron loves who's winners. But let's also look at a guy named Chris Bosh, who was shunned by LeBron. They weren't boys. Dwayne Wade and Dwayne Wade and LeBron were boys. They were boys. Chris Bosh was this odd man out. Kevin Love in that organization is the odd man out, even though he's the only one that has signed on for a guaranteed contract of five years on or some million. So it doesn't make sense to me because LeBron likes LeBron just loves it, he, which is completely earned, I suppose you could say, that he has the power. LeBron runs an organization. He is not the player coach. He's the player GM. You don't like David Blatt? David Blatt is gone. Back over to Lithuania, where the hell he coaches. Listen, LeBron runs everything there, and he's still going to leave him. It doesn't matter. This George Hill trade that might be in the works to send Shumpert and some other scrubs back over to Sacramento, wherever the hell George Hill's at, it doesn't matter. Beck, all I'm telling you is Cleveland will be in the finals again, and I'm still, 
sticking with my picks that Cleveland wins the NBA championship. I don't think they get there. Oh, who's gonna, oh, oh, because Boston's going to beat them, right? Is that why? That's the only obstacle in their way, man. I, you're, I know you're going to flip this on me to make it look biased, but that's the only obstacle in their way. But I, I think right now their turmoil is real. And I think there's a high probability that you will not see Isaiah Thomas and Kevin Love playing on the same team to end. Do you think that anything happens before the trade deadline? That's what I'm getting at. They're, they don't fit, man. They're Do you think really that anything happens before the trade deadline? Or yes, that's what I'm saying, Eddie. Gonna... Something's going to happen before the trade deadline. What's going to happen is you have to fucking decide on the philosophy that you want to go offensively and defensively. There's a give and take in both of the players. But the problem is, is Kevin Love needs to be, as much as I hate Kevin Love, he's the guy that needs to stay because Isaiah Thomas is oh, only good. Love. Isaiah Thomas is only good given this perfect situationally uh, environment. He needs the pick and roll at the top of the key at every single play. Kevin Love's height and length. Uh, eliminates that. Just just the same reason why Kyrie, the Kyrie Irving trade made sense for Boston. You're not limited defensively by Ky, by by Isaiah Thomas, and you're not handicapped offensively by having to run the offense through him every play at the top of the key with the pick and roll. You need special, specific guys to do that. That is not the way Cleveland plays, and it's creating problems, and Isaiah Thomas is a good player. He's a good player. So is Kevin Love. But the problem came out of somewhere. It was handled internally and then leaked externally, which is going to end up to a player on the Cleveland Cavaliers being externally on another team before the trade deadline. We got game balls tonight, KB, because we got to wrap this thing up, my boy. We got Yeah, we always play. got game balls. We always got game balls. We always got gamers. I don't know where you're going with yours. Y'all don't know where you're going with yours. I don't know where you're going with yours. Going five. And now, Game Ball, given out by your boy E-Fane and Kyle Beck. Brought to you by Gold Chains of Champagne Entertainment. Hell yeah! Don't forget the Blitz Brigade. Hey, listen, man. Look, here's the deal, bro. Game Ball of the Week goes to Nick Foles. Nick Foles came in. He did what he oh, needed to do. Oh, you stole mine, man. Oh, uh, go on, go on, go on. Light yeah, him up, light yeah, him up, yeah, light yeah, him yeah. up. I'm sorry about the language. Anybody who's listening that doesn't like the inappropriate language. Nick Foles, you did what you needed to do. You beat Case Keenum to the ground. You proved that you're still a good quarterback. You proved that you're better than well, – we thought you were a one-hit wonder with Napoleon Dynamite, and sure enough, you're still going, dude. You still got a career, man. It's tough to do that. Hollywood to the Philadelphia. Dude, hey, the French Prince of Bel-Air, he went the other way around. But, hey, hey, Nick Foles, congratulations. You get a game ball of the week, buddy. Hey, Nick Foles, Eddie, you, you get a game ball. You get a game ball from Eddie Fane. That's, pre- that's pretty cool. I was trying to give you one, too, but we can't double up with the show. So I got to give mine to – uh, I got to go with uh, with the old Sunshine from uh, – What's the movie, the the Tennessee Titans? No, remember, remember the, the Titans. Titans. Remember the Titans. That's Nick Foles, dog. Sunshine. They're the same guy. Oh, so you're same gay. Guy. You're, you're, you're a gay man. That's fine, which is fine. I'm cool with that. Oh, is Nick Foles gay for real? No, Sunshine was gay, though. Like, you're gay. Then everybody's just gay, which is absolutely cool. Now it's 2018. We're all open with that shit. Alright, well I the guess I'm out of the closet now. KB, Eve Bain. Amazing. Uh, this show without a producer, man. Sunshine Jesus was Christ, gay? We run this thing off the rails. Sunshine was gay. You are gay? Alright, whatever. No, no, no. I'm not gay. I'm still living in the closet. <laughs> How do we end this show now? 
All we got to do is say 267 We're out. Pick it up, Dublin.